let's crack open a beer and share some thoughts. Mm. Hasn't it? It's quite um, almost. There's a bit of biscuit. Finish is interesting. It's um, it's really malty. Yeah, biscuity malt digestive. Sweet on the finish. Yeah, yeah, sweet, sweet digestive yeah. biscuit. Yeah, it's definitely what I'm getting. A little bit floral round round the edges. I wonder if one of one which grows in you a little bit because initially it's not quite what I was expecting. I had to admit. Well, I was quite surprised being a white IPA from fairly limited experience of this style mm-hmm. in, in the past, I have to say. They're always a little bit cloudy in, yeah, in their well, appearance. which is what you get at the natural haze from the wheat, isn't it? Yeah. Which is what, when you, you know, your vice beers and stuff like that. But this one has got, that, there's no haze. No, it's, it's, no it's, haze it's, clear, it's all, crystal it? clear. Uh, well, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Uh, I suppose with wheat beers, I've had a few wheat beers which are quite clear. Um, but yeah, this is a, a white IPA brewed with loads of wheat and oats, but we're not really getting the uh, the haze which you might expect. No, but it's it's really well balanced. It's what, very well what's, balanced. What's the ABV on this? Five point two. Okay, so it's not not too bad then. Not, yeah. not too heavy. So we do, uh, so quite we light. Put for it into a sessionable sessionable area these I days. Think it still falls into into sessionable, doesn't it? Yeah, so uh, what we got the um, it's the Fine Owls Nice White IPA. Yes, um, part of a series of beers that we're doing this evening from Fine Owls, um, which we are very grateful to, to Ian from Fine Owls for for sending down to us. Um, so we're going to be enjoying uh, obviously this one uh, as yep. a starter. This has a companion uh, piece to it called Naughty, um, which is a black IPA, which we'll move on to in a while, um, and then a couple more that we'll be drinking as we. Trudge through tonight's return podcast. Return. We're no, back. I, I don't know if a trudge is it. Trudge right is a bit, yeah, I think it's a bit harsh word that one. Fly through. Fly through, flow. Race through. Flow. Flow through. Sounds Skip better. through. No. 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 Okay. No, so where's yeah, skipping coming from? <laughs> we are back. Uh, <laughs> we've had a bit of a break. Yeah, four, um, four weeks or so, I think. Yeah. And, um, and now we're back. We are. So. Been looking um, forward to this, actually. Me too. I've kind of. Monday, Monday nights haven't been the same. Yeah, I've, I have found myself like a little bit like, well, what should I do? Have you um, sat there talking into your microphone with beers? Not on my own. <laughs> I might have sat on the sofa on a couple of occasions talking <laughs> to myself about beers, but certainly didn't get the microphone out. Um, obviously, we put out the, uh, the Thornbridge special while we were off air, uh, which was something that uh, I did with Miles, but we'll, we'll come on to that in, in, in a second, uh, that, that trip, if you haven't already listened. To, to that particular podcast and if you haven't already listened then shame on you why not because you should I listen have. I have I, I downloaded it I listened to it and thought where was I where was you <laughs> you should have been there mate absolutely you, you should have been there um, so that seems like the, uh, the the best place to start yeah so come uh, on uh, you're, you're you know I listened to it yeah it sounded like uh, you and Miles and uh, the old lady and assorted others <laughs> had, had a fabulous time we did um, indeed so the, the Fullbridge one was the, uh, the this was the lot that you and Miles bid for on the big beery night last yes. November wasn't it yeah. so for, for Macmillan Cancer you know what, wonderful reason to do it um, the the lot at the time sounded amazing I think what you guys got sound, sounds like it exceeded all expectations 
absolutely. I mean, it was to, to be fair when when putting together that auction list last year. When that Thornbridge lot came through, I was like, "What? I want that." <laughs> I th- there was, I mean, there's some was some great lots in there, but for me, that was the one that really stood out as being something really special because uh, I think I think Thornbridge as a brewery probably have a place in a lot of our hearts and and our beer journey massively. Craft beer epiphany for me, yeah. Jaipur 2011, yeah. But at the same time. A brewery that are frequently overlooked. I'd agree with that as well. For, for what they maybe do, no, maybe you don't look out for them. Yeah, um, they're certainly not as noisy. They're not noisy, are they? They're not on noisy. They just, they just get on and do. Yeah, they just produce good beer. Um, so, so yeah, it was a, it was a pretty decent lot. It was um, uh, a collection of beers that are no longer commercially available to buy. Um, so from their own cellar, uh, it was a tour of the brewery. Um, and Simon, who's the COO uh, uh, up at Thornbridge that put the lot together, also said that if if it went above uh, £150, he'd also throw in a, a tutored tasting with, with one of the brewery team. Um, so I think Miles and I bid like £150 and a penny to, 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 <laughs> to, to, to trigger that last um, condition. But, but yeah, uh, we got properly uh, looked after we arrived on the weekend when mango halcyon was being launched uh, as well so we got to try that fairly fresh in the bottle uh, we had a great tasting of a number of beers sat in thornbridge's barrel store we got a proper look around the brewery um, got to see parts that you don't get to see on the public tour uh, simon took us up to thornbridge hall uh, as well where it all started got to see the original brew kit up there. Which they still use, don't they? Still using it to produce uh, predominantly cast beers up, up there for the local market as well, because obviously Thunbridge sell massive volume to, to the local market yeah. in cast. Because you don't see it that often, the cast getting out of the, the local area, do you? No, no. So occasionally, I mean, you'll see it in London. Mo- the place where, where I generally tend to see it is in the Craft Beer Co. That, that, that they've obviously got a time yeah. in Thunbridge to supply their beers. That. Um, so, so yeah, got to, got to see Flora uh, as, as well. Oh, the, the old statue, the, the statue when it had a cloak with yeah. Flora. Um, yeah, and just just then just had the most amazing pint of Jaipur in in the Riverside. I was I was envious when you <laughs> said that one. Jaipur on cask and it's ja- freshest. Oh mate, honestly, I uh, had forgotten how good Jaipur can taste. Oh, isn't that the thing though? Yeah, you know, and this sort of brings me, you know, one of my one of my beery highlights in the last four weeks was. The holiday me and Michelle went on was a cruise. I looked at the beer list before I went, and it was shockingly bad. Got on the boat, saw the beers that they were sort of advertising, shockingly bad. And then Michelle spotted Jaipur on the beer list. For the win. And I went, no. So I went up to the fridge to look. (laughs) (laughs) Just just to check. Just Just to to check. And it was there. And I drank copious amounts of Jaipur on the boat. And I think I actually messaged you to say, you know, is this something that... They, you know, but they can, they're going to continue doing, and apparently they are. Yeah. And yeah, I was having it in the bottle, and I was loving it. And then you went, "I'm having it on cask." <laughs> there. <laughs> and I thought you bastard. <laughs> and I must, I must admit as well that um, it probably went in three gulps uh, as well. It was, it tasted that good. I'm not so, so. It is, but it's so. It is so overlooked. You are right. It's not just that beer which is overlooked because. 
Thornbridge have been there for so long. I said, I, I discovered them and they were four years in by then already. Yeah. When I discovered them. And whenever I, I, whenever I have a Thornbridge beer, I enjoy it. Whenever I go into, like, say, the craft beer company and I see a Thornbridge beer, I'll think, oh, I'll have a Thornbridge. Mm-hmm. Last year, during London Beer City, they had a tap takeover. Yeah, they took, took over a whole. Well, they took over a whole pub, didn't they? They it took wasn't over just the whole a tap pub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I, I, you know, under the auspices of the uh, beer tasting club, me and Clayton went there with yeah. a few others, drank a few other people to make it sound legit, and um, tried to drink as much Formbridge <laughs> beer as we could. Um, and again, it was all fabulous. They make some such some yeah. stunning beers, but yeah, for whatever reason, maybe, maybe they don't need to. I don't know, but you don't really hear much as much about them. You don't, and I think it's interesting because also recently they've just, um, obviously they've started stocking Tesco now, uh, are stocking the bigger Tescos, are certainly stocking Jaipur, Tart, Wild Swan and Chiron uh, yeah. as, as well, as, as four core beers that you can get in Tescos. And, and one of the things that Simon was saying to us uh, while we were up at the brewery, and I think I might have edited, edited this out of the, the, the podcast because we, we had some sound issues picking up Simon, but he was saying that um, Halcyon and Coco Wonderland are about to go into Waitrose, exclusively stocked in Waitrose. Because they've always they've always had their beer their beers. They've have always had been in Waitrose. Haven't they? First, that, that was the first time I ever tried the Thornbridge in a bottle was from Waitrose. Because they do the homebrew competitions yeah. through Waitrose as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So and I was like Halcyon yeah. in, in Waitrose. In, interesting, interestingly, the bottles on the boat for both Jaipur and then I discovered that the sports bar had uh, Chiron were 500s. Oh, okay. So, so apart from... Still still going through the old stock, maybe. Yeah, but this was still at a date of December. Yeah, they put 12 months on, yeah. on, on all of this. So yeah. more than happy for me to, to be stuck on a boat with 500s of Jaipur trying to drink the boat dry of it. But, but again, having visited the brewery, their quality assurance is second to none. They they, they, they take any beers that, that, that go out to the supermarkets, they then take a, a sample of each of those beers and they put them in their lab and they just put them on the shelf. What, in, oh, yeah, in, what you're saying, in, it sounded in their brilliant, lab. didn't it? And, Check it one month, three And they months. just let them age on, yeah. on the shelf because they, they treat them like a supermarket's going yeah. to. And and they go back and they taste them to see how they develop over time, and it, it's just just that attention to, to detail. To, to detail. Same but, as the uh, the actual bottling plant which they had recently installed as well, isn't yeah. it? I mean, that's a, it looks like some sort of CSI lab. It's I mean I mean it's fan, it's fantastic. We we got a look around it, and, and and Simon was saying that each part of it has been designed so they can bolt another bit on to make it more efficient in in the future. So when when they find efficiencies, they can just keep. Bolting on so to make it a bit like a Meccano kit or Lego or something, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and the key one, like, because we we were obviously saying to them, questioning them about cans or uh, and you know, would did they you ever... just say that for the sheer hell of it? Then, well, I, I kind of no. I wanted to have a discussion because obviously cans are very much the way to go. It's the way that everybody's going right now. Everybody's put or everybody seems to be putting. Their oh, they've they've made it quite clear in the past that they're not interested. Yeah, Rob, Rob, isn't it? Yeah, He's made it quite clear in his previous blogs that. But they, they, they have a scientific reason. It's it's something to do with uh, oxygen getting getting into the can. Uh, apparently, their the, their bottling machine is so efficient that between the the, the bottle being CO two purged, filled, and capped, it's about 0.06 seconds to, to for oxygen to get in there. And they're saying the fastest canning line they've found does it in about two seconds, and that's just. That's just a second and a half too much for for them to 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 handle. Blimey! 
So I mean, that is attention to detail. Absolutely, that is attention to. Yeah, and I, I can't fault. I, you know, I can't can't fault their beers, whether that be cask, keg, or bottles. And what I've, yeah. what I've had before, now, I suppose like a lot of people, I'm just a little bit sad that the bottles we can get these days are three thirties. They they don't seem to, and there are times where you just want that little bit more yeah. than than what you've had, but. It's you know they've got their reasons. I know, and I, I understand that you can get you can get a lot more three thirties bottles stacked on a shelf. You know the the off license local to us in Shenfield has now started stocking Fallbridge, and yep. they've got quite a good range, and they can get a fair number of their range on the shelves because they're not so bulky. Well, that, yeah, they they fit in. Yeah, so no doubt. Yeah. I mean, that, like I said, it did that, as a beery highlight. That's not a bad one, is it? It's a massive highlight, and again, I just want to express my thanks to to Thornbridge and to Simon for sorting out that um, that auction lot and for properly looking after us on on the trip as well. It was an absolute um, delight to to do that. So, thank you so so much, guys, for doing that. Um, but yeah, while I was up in that part of the country. Um, we did base ourselves in Buxton uh, for a specific reason. Uh, what reason would that have been? That, that would be to go and drink all the Axe Edge from, from Buxton Tap House. How did the Axe Edge go, though? Uh, it was fine for the first couple of pints, and then I think we hit a dodgy part of the keg because we got a couple of very, very murky pours on it. Um, but to their credit, we went back in there the following night, and it was crystal clear and tasting amazing. Good. Uh, again, so Axe Edge still absolutely on thorn on form. I still haven't been. You've been to the Tap House a couple of times, haven't you? Uh, I think that's the third time I've been yeah, there. Yeah, I still haven't been. Yeah, and, and on the Saturday night, I mean, it, it did just get ridiculous on on there on the Saturday night. We were joined by we, we met um, Cyan Lianga in Manchester on on the Saturday because we popped into Manchester for a few. Uh, we met up with Mark Johnson. Connor Murphy came over as well, and we had a proper session in the Tap House. On the Saturday night, where things just got silly. Worst place to have a session, though. Uh, we finished with a something like a five or six impy stout run. We went through so all of the range shadow, imperial range shadow. No, no, we went through all the Czar bombers that they had oh, right. on, on offer in there, and then did Yellow Belly and Yellow Belly Sunday, and it was <laughs> yeah, it was it was a big end to to what was a very big day. Uh, but it did sound cool and like I said I mean, the, the Formbridge as just part of that as well Formbridge on its own would have been enough yeah but we, we wrapped a, a a whole kind of weekend yeah. around it you, you know and like I said we popped into Manchester got to uh, pop into Beer Nouveau and, and, and say hi to Steve and see, see what he's up to uh, popped into the Cloudwater Barrel Store their new taproom yeah. uh, as, as, as well which didn't really do it for me I, I, I've got to say it was a bit cold it was a bit dark Music was a little bit loud. We were sat under the speaker, fair enough, but it was still a little bit loud for me. What I did like about it, though, was price of the drinks all the same. So you, you pay £3 uh, for whatever drink you want, and then dependent on the AV, ABV, depends on the size of the pour you get. Okay. So that's that, That's fairly decent. Makes it simple. Ma- makes it simple. Makes you it know, simple. You, at least you can budget for that, can't yeah, you? Definitely. you yeah, definitely. You can definitely budget for it, and you can have a rough idea once you've... If you've been once or twice or been to other places, you probably get a rough idea of what you're expecting to yeah. get pour-wise. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, is that, do you packed a lot in? Packed a lot in. And also, just just I have to mention it, just just because we also went to Cafe Beer Moth and had the, the, the second best pint of cask beer of the weekend, which was a pint of Sonoma on, on, on cask. Oh, more Sonoma. As, as well, which was... Once again, tasting amazing. Um, They're smashing it with that one. That's some level of consistency as well. Yeah. You've had it 
You had it before I did. I think the first time I had it was at the Manchester Beer Festival. You had it last... Did you have it at Indie Man last year? Um, was it before I've, that? I've had it at Indie Man. I've had it from the bottle as well. So, so that, I mean, that's some consistency as well. It is. You're having it yeah. at different times in different places. And it's still great. Banging. Yeah, every, every time. So, so yeah, that was, a, that was quite a, quite an interesting... That's not a bad shout. I mean, that's, interesting that's trip. as beery weekends go. Yeah. I, that's I, not too I bad a good one. at all. That's, I, that's I, good. I must admit, I didn't actually want to leave because I mean it was a beautiful weekend as well weather was lovely wasn't it if you know if, if you've never been to the Peak District uh, Buxton that whole area was just beautiful because that was the weekend we set off on the cruise yeah and it was lovely weather going down to Southampton yeah. that weekend absolutely stunning yeah so yeah so my, you know my uh, like I said my, my Jaipur has been my epiphany beer to find it on the cruise when all I was expecting was doom pedigree pride or you know and I've had things in bottles before but they wouldn't what sustain me for a week, and um, but they, they it turns out, but their Pino's beer list online is not quite as up to date as it should be. So the sports bar they had about fifteen or sixteen different bottles which you could do uh, tasting paddles on. I don't know quite how they worked it because once the bottles open, I'm not really sure how they did it. Whether they had any very fancy stoppers, um, but a couple of highlights for me was um, apart from the Chiron, was uh, Jolly Ollie from um, Harvey's. Specially brewed for one of the bars on the PO cruise. Okay, so it's nice to find those sort of exclusive little beers, exactly. isn't it? A pig to check in on untapped because <laughs> of lack of Wi Fi signal at times. Did, uh, oh, I was going to say, did, uh, what, because it didn't exist? Or? Well, no, you could pay an extortionate amount for Wi Fi, but yeah. you couldn't, if you had two people trying to use it from the same room number, you had to kick one of them off, one of you off. Oh, okay. To, to use it. Um, the Jolly Ollie was lovely. It was, um, you know, it, was a, it had like hints of orange. It, it was, it was a really tasty beer. It's probably one of the best Harvey's beers I've had actually. Um, so if I saw it again, I would definitely go for that. Five percent golden ale, and they also had Rocky Head Pale Ale as well. Okay. Um, so I, I ended up feeling quite spoiled by the beers I had available to me on the cruise. So that was that was a very pleasant surprise. Um, you know, Jaipur obviously been been the top one there, and then. Um, our last day ashore before we came back to Southampton was in Cherbourg. Had a bit of a wander around as you do. Weather was lovely. And um, I was head- marching us back towards uh, a brew pub I'd spotted early in the morning, which was closed before we got a coffee. And um, Michelle spotted some beer in a window. Turned out the window led to a beer shop, which you could sit in and drink beer. Brilliant. So we stayed there for about three and a half hours. <laughs> Good find. I've written up a short blog about it with a few pictures on there, which uh, we'll link into the show notes. But it was lovely. It had only been open for a month as well. So a month previous, we wouldn't have found it. And um, the woman in there really did know her stuff, had a fantastic range, and did a lovely cheese board as well. Oh, cheese and beer. Yeah. You can't go wrong, can you? And then I I spotted the meat board. I was like... Oh, why didn't I order that as well? <laughs> um, but a fantastic range. And, you know, she was really lovely. And basically, all the beers available for takeaway. Um, and there was a certain amount of beers. There was a couple of beers on tap. And there was also a certain amount of beers which she was selling for you to have in there from the, from the fridge as well. Good prices. Lovely place. And that was well worth a find. If for any reason you're in Cherbourg, pop in. The place is called Beers. B-E-E-R-Z. It was just one of those things you don't expect to find. Yeah. But assuming the details about it being the, in, in the blog, yeah, we'll, we'll, like you said, we'll yeah. yeah, well, very nice, really nice. Oh, we're, we're finished with the first beer already, then. So, we, we, we have, what yeah. do you think of the, by the end of it? It's very drinkable, yeah. Um, again, it's one of those that on a, on a nice sunny afternoon, 
you could just sit and, and quite happily. Have, Any have need one to of call those. it a white IPA though? Uh, I don't think there was enough in there for it to distinguish it between a standard IPA. Just call it an IPA. Yeah, it just happens to be made with wheat and oats rather than yeah. you know other adjuncts. Really, I would I would have said that you could just call it IPA. I mean, the black IPA which we've now got is black. Yep, and and they are. A, a companion piece to one another. It's not being yeah. nice. Um, so I can understand why you'd want that the nice ones be white. Yes. On on the label and the the, the naughty one. But yeah, so, it, it probably it probably it's really for it to be. It, look, my brother Brian, who you've met. Yeah. Um, have you met him? No, no, he's Clayton's man. Clayton's man. Another beardy person has met him. And um, all the beards. All the beards. I get confused sometimes. You all look the same. And um, he loves his wheat beers. So he would enjoy the beer, but he'd be disappointed initially not to find it looking and feeling like wheat. I don't think it was wheaty enough. Yeah. Um, I've just spotted, actually, the Naughty isn't actually a black IPA, it's a black owl. So, um, which probably explains why I um, maybe turned my nose up a little bit when I first sipped it, because I was like, well, that's giving me no black IPA characteristics whatsoever. But they're not trying to. They're, right? they're not trying out. to because that's not what it is. You can tell it's our first show back after four weeks. Yeah, we're a little bit rusty, so. Um, but we'll get there by the end of it. I'm sure we will, and there's 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 plenty to go before plenty we get go. there. So anyway, as, as so as I've done my cruise. You've done your uh, your visit to Formbridge, Buxton, Manchester, Beermoth, all in tw- forty eight hours. What else did you do, Steve? Um, I popped to Hop City. Oh, in, in, in Leeds, the Leeds uh, festival, uh, the festival in Leeds, and the Northern Monk Refectory, yes, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, I um, managed to plan a whole weekend of activities with my boys, purely around me spending one hour at Hop City. Brilliant. <laughs> so the attention uh, to detail, just to get the, your the planning <laughs> that went into it, was uh, nothing short of miraculous. Um, thoughts about Hop City, uh, yes, um, fantastic feel to, to the festival, nice vibe, um, making full use of all three floors at Northern Monks Brewery and Taproom Refectory Building. Yeah, which so, is, again, like I think we've said it more than once now, it's such a fabulous yeah, space anyway. Yeah. Also created an outside space as, as well to, to use as part of that. Um, didn't feel I went on the Friday afternoon sessions. This was Good Friday afternoon. Didn't feel overcrowded. You, you know, you didn't feel as though you were jostling. I never had to really wait for any of the beers that that, that I was going for while I was there. Um, nice feel to it. Uh, maybe on floors two and three, which were the only floors I really visited. So that's the tap room level and yeah. then the event space yeah. level above it. Maybe the music was a little bit loud. Um, but that just seems to be a general bugbear of ours. Yeah, but we we did have a bit of a general discussion that for before you went, didn't we? Online on Twitter about this, didn't we? I think we yeah. back and forth, and we were saying that you know, I, my my thing has been it's not about the no music. You know, it's about if you're going to have the music, it's not a music festival. It's about the beer, and people aren't going there for the music. If you had no music, I don't think it, people would not have turned up at Hop City. No. So yes, by all means, if you want to showcase some local talent, and it does seem that brewers and music do, there seems to be a synergy between the two. Again, fine. We have our passions. We did the geek episode last time. Yeah, yeah. You know, if we were holding a beer fest, we'd probably be having geek stuff on the TVs <laughs> and stuff. 
but I would try to keep the volume down a little now, bit. Now, there's an idea. Our perfect beer festival. <laughs> yeah. And um, I would I would have the volume down a bit, though. I, you'd better hear it, but it wouldn't... It's I, not I, the main attraction. I wouldn't want it yeah. to be the, a, the main attraction. I wouldn't want it to over- overshadow the conversations I'm having, or if I wanted to ask a few questions about the beers. Yeah. I wouldn't want to have to shout and stuff. So, yeah, bit, maybe a bit of a shame, but sounds like you got quite a positive experience from it. And from what I read as well. I had an amazing experience from it. Um, I I literally a deal I negotiated with my with, with my lads was that I could have four beers while I was in there. So I got four tokens for a tenner, which isn't too bad. Yeah. That, and so they were uh, third pours. Okay. As, so that's fairly that's fairly much in line with uh, yeah. Indie Man, isn't it? Yeah. If if you had bought twenty quid's worth, you would have got nine tokens. Okay. Yeah. This is fairly so much you get, in line. Yeah. Get an extra token. Um, uh, and yeah, so I had I had four beers. Uh, the, the one thing that that, that did make m- my whole demeanour drop, and and this is this is just me, and I appreciate it's just me. Ooh, and I, I wonder what's coming next. And, and, and I I appreciate that others love it, but every beer was murky as fuck, and it was just like I I was there. There was a point at which one of the beers I had, which was a standout for me from Brew by Numbers, their their O five twenty one IPA. Um, only had a hop haze so you could see through it and I just found that so refreshing to find a beer that looked like that and had a different mouthfeel to everything else I was drinking so while I appreciate that the festival was about showcasing the best of hops um, I'm not sure I could have done much more than a whole session there because I think I would have got fed up with that style of beer well if you're basically going down so i mean ipa can be quite wide but they've sort of narrowed the field down deliberately or otherwise and yeah i reckon you would struggle how long were the sessions roughly then so uh so it's a good friday afternoon session i think they opened at 11 they were opened at 11 or 12 and it was through till i think last last serve was at half three finished for four so it was about four hour sessions okay so i could have probably done a full session and i probably would have been very happy doing a full session um, but I know some people had like weekend long tickets and they, they got the most out of it and, and good luck to them. Um, but as, as an event, none of that takes away from how good the event was. Well organised. Well organised. Like I say, nothing felt like it was it, it was too much. It was a different experience for me because it's the first time I've ever gone with my kids and I was on edge the entire time that, that I was there because I was worried about them. And, and But I didn't... My expectations weren't of anybody to change their behaviour because there were children there. And, and I even said to them, I said, look, when we're going, you're going to hear swearing because it's an adult environment that you're going into. But they just they just kind of sat in the corner on their, on their tablets. Most people would have gone over their heads anyway. Yeah. It's the same with, you know, let's say if you go to rugby, but definitely when I, you know, been taking Michael to football on and off since he was fairly, fairly young and stuff. And I'm like, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> You, you can't control other people's behaviour. No, that's, completely that, out of my control. But, um, you know, again, you know, it's, your, it's, it's baby steps for you. First beer festival you've yeah. taken them to. You managed to, you know, they got they did well out of it. They did very well out of it. They're, they're, <laughs> the rest of their weekend, if, if, if people are interested in hearing about the rest of their weekend, I'm not going to bore you with it now, but, but hit me up on Twitter and I'll, I'll tell you what else I packed into the weekend. It will take more than 140 just, characters. Just so that I could get that one hour. Uh, uh, hop so, if, they, if they've got any sense they'll have learned from this experience and they know how to play dad yeah, yeah. they know how d- dad you can have 
one hour and five minutes next yeah. time. <laughs> but but this is something that I'm uh, I'm keen to revisit in a future show because obviously we've both got kids yeah. and uh, and we're both into beer, so I think it's something we'll come back to yeah, ra- yeah. rather than getting happy to, happy too to much see that into it time. Um, so so that covers off. Um, our beery adventures yeah. and there was somebody that commented on the last show that said it was the longest ever intro before we actually got to the news I think we've just topped that yeah it's a bit like those American TV shows yeah, where yeah. you've forgotten the intro hasn't even Pre- started previously. yet previously <laughs> this, is, this is a mega previously on um, we've got four weeks of stuff to, to, to pack yeah, into you, you, to, to the you opening should have expected it yeah um, so what do, what do you think of the the naughty black owl from Fine Owls I'm actually really loving it Oh, okay. I'm actually really enjoying it. Oh, I'm you actually... getting the dried ancho chilies? I'm not getting any peppery burn at all, but I am getting dryness, and I'm finding it very drinkable. I'm actually, I've actually slowed up. Okay, I'm. St- I've got to say, I'm struggling with it a little bit. Um... Now, I mean, now you've mentioned pepper, maybe a little bit on the nose, but I'm not getting anything in the flavour. I think for me, I'm, and and I don't. Maybe I'm going a little bit on the labelling, but. The black owl is a bit of a meh. Well, what are you? Are, are, yeah, but are got, you a stout? Are you a porter? Are you an IPA? But you get those ones which are described as Cascadian dark owls, don't you? We've had that. that okay, those, we've had those before. So, but this isn't this isn't an IPA. This isn't a black IPA, is it? So no, you can't you can't go that far. There's not enough for me. There's not enough hop characteristics. No, like there's that, no that piney feel that I'd expect from a black IPA. No, there isn't that going on. But I actually, I actually think it's quite a, quite a drinkable beer, though. Oh, I'm, I'm not necessarily with you on that. Okay. But tastes differ. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's this one coming at? 4.4? I feel like it's got more than 4.4 in it, though. Only 4.4? Yeah. I, I feel as though... I, I, I'm surprised, because it feels bigger. It feels bigger than that, doesn't it? So it's got a nice... It's got a good mouthfeel, good body. I think it's got quite a lot of flavour. I mean... Well, maybe be... it's a bit cold. Maybe, maybe we've served this one a bit cold, because I, I mistakenly thought it was a black IPA. So you thought... IPA bit will do a little bit cooler. No, yeah. I, but I'm actually, I'm actually really enjoying what what it's offering at the moment. But maybe, um, maybe the little bit of rich fruit cake that they describe on here, and the subtle spice, maybe that would come through. Come through warmed, up and warmed up a bit. Maybe we should part the rest of this bit for a, for a minute or two. Then that's probably a good. Let's let's come back to it. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's um, be professional. Yeah, let's let's, let's let's let that warm uh, a little, yeah. and we we'll, we'll revisit that. Um, so we'll jump into. Uh, should we jump into the news? Oh, we have, have we not done that no, yet? No, Bloody no, hell. we're not done the news. <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, we're 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 just over half an hour in, and we're only just doing the news. Uh, and we've got four weeks of news to cover in the next ten minutes or so. Um, okay, so let's let's start the news off. Do you want to talk about the Scottish Brewery briefly? Okay, so we're featuring bills from Fine, fine Hours this week. Yeah, um, they have got the uh, the Fine Fest coming up in a few weeks time you didn't think I was going to talk about this no. story, did you <laughs> so um, Fine Fest is uh, an annual beer and music uh, festival that Fine Hours have organised um, it runs this year on the 2nd to the 4th of June uh, up at the brewery in uh, Cairndown yeah, I mean, this is quite far north, they are, aren't it's, they? It's, uh, we were both free on this weekend yeah. and were considering whether we were going to make the trek. Um, I mean, it's it's well worth making the trek. The, the breweries that they've announced so far, um, I mean, Beavertown, Buxton, Campervan, Cloudwater, Daya, Fierce, Fine, Hawkshead, Magic Rock, 
Out of Town, Pilot, Siren, Thornbridge, Upfront, Verdant and Wild. I mean, that's not a bad lineup, is it? And and that's just the first yeah. wave of, of breweries. Yeah, because they've got more to announce, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, just from that lot, they'd be enough to keep you going for the weekend, wouldn't they? Oh, God, yeah. Um, In fact, you might be lucky not to, you might not even get around them all. I don't, I'm not sure you would because they've got so much else packed into it as well. So they're also doing um, they're, they're doing some brewers panels where where, where they're going to have uh, brewers doing Q and A's with, with attendees um, about uh, I assume about the brewing process um, rather than just your general Q and A sessions. They've got some special release beers that are being produced just for the festival. That will only be tapped at the festival uh, as well. It'll be the only place you'll be able to drink those, um, and they're going to be doing an on-site microbrew as as well. So um, sounds like a great weekend. Yeah, because I think to... this has just grown and grown. Their fine fest, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So it started and out quite small, if I understand there, correctly. There's live music and there's camping, and you, you, you know, it's a it's a great weekend, um, but it's quite far north. Yeah, it is very far for north. us to get to, but... at least. It would almost be worth it just to have um, Jarl on cask, fresh. Cask, Jarl, can you imagine? That'd be gorgeous. Yeah. Now you're thinking about it, aren't you? I am. I think the weekend tickets are 60 quid, which, uh, and I think that includes camping as well, if camping's your thing. Yeah. So that's that's not bad, though, for a, for a three-day festival plus camping. No, I, I assume other festivals... I don't know what camping rates are like for festivals these days. Well, you could pay just that for a camping weekend. Right. Without the beer, and you'd have to take your own beer. Okay, and you, so, wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to take all of that? You wouldn't be able to take all of that. But if, if you want more information about that, head over to uh, finals.com, uh, where you'll be able to find all of the ticket information and more information about the breweries as they're announced. Um, so that was the, uh, the the first part of news about first part of the news. Scottish, Scottish brewery. brewery. Um, do you want to talk about um, camera voting that craft can't be used as a definition for their beer? You asked me this before the show, and I said no, but I do actually want to hear what they said. And I have to admit, curiosity has got the better of me. Okay, uh, I didn't print the stuff off because I was <laughs> anticipating you saying. No. Um, well, let's come back it to was that. it was one of the was it one, one of the motions? motions that was put forward at the AGM uh that took place recently, um which was um to use the term craft beer in in line with advertising about camera beer festivals and apparently overwhelmingly the membership voted against it. Um which I just It's not really a shock, though, is it? Not considering probably the, the the makeup of the majority of the membership. Yeah, and also we've had the discussions about it before, but I mean it's almost impossible to, to define it. I mean that's that's their often their stock argument, isn't it? Relail camera very cleverly, maybe by accident or by, by design, did create a definition for Relail. It did, yeah. Um, in the UK, there's never been a created a definition for craft beer. We all have our own understanding of craft beer, modern beer, whatever you want to call it, not traditional, not cask, keg, that kind of stuff. So I'm not entirely surprised that was the case. I probably should have looked at it a bit more often. But I think um, the uh, members weekend was when I was still coming back from holiday. It was, it was the weekend that I was in Buxton and, and, and Thornbridge. So I, I wasn't able to keep up to date with it anyway, but again... That's it. I, I'm. I wonder who put the motion forward because 
I think that was almost going to fail. It's almost like, did they put the motion forward so it could fail? I don't, I don't know, but I, I think part of it for, for me, a little, or, 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 or a little part of it was that obviously the uh, the camera members weekend was the same weekend as uh, another quite high profile members weekend and they they seem to sneak that announcement out in the midst of all these other big announcements that were being made by the other Scottish yeah. brewery yeah, is that like the Scottish play it is like the we're Scottish not allowed play. to mention we're the not, other Scottish we're not going to be mentioning the other Scottish brewery anymore no I do uh, want to quickly just say that I did enjoy Born to Die uh, mm, I again, jury's out for me. Really, on, on on that one, it was it was better than the last. Yeah, but iteration you didn't like the last one at all. Of it, uh, I still don't think it's as good as previous versions. But I know from having now experienced it over a number of years, I always prefer the autumn release of it, the, the best before November. Yeah, rather than the the, the earlier release yeah. of it. So I must be more. My taste buds must be more in line with the hops that they use in the the, the later edition. Yeah, I think this was the one. This was my favourite of the early year releases so far. Mm. This was this for me felt a lot closer to the end of year release. It was definitely better than the last one. Yeah, but like I said, you you didn't rate that one at all. I, I didn't rate that one at all. And um, just for the record, I'm not happy about three thirty mil cans either um, because I think again that's a beer that I think uh, gives more the more of it you have in a glass. Yeah, and uh, we actually, me and Michelle actually split a can, so we actually had a half of a free third. Yeah. So we didn't have much of it, really. Because we've spoken about this before, when we've been in pubs, that you get a taster, and that never tastes like the pint that you then get of it. No. It, and, and especially, I, I, I find it particularly with cask beer, you get a taste of a cask beer, and it might be like, oh, I'm not sure about that. Then you get a pint of it, and it tastes completely different. Yeah, and also there's that growing on you as well. Yeah. Thing, yeah so uh, speaking of new beers um so next one is uh, again it's another beer from fine house um and this is ragnarok which is imperial yarl so this is a double ipa um, so this is this based on the yarl recipe is this because we've just spoken about yarl and we both i think we both agree this is one of our we both have a bit of affection for yarl um, let, let me read what, what what's on the label. Okay, so, I'll, I'll sniff. Okay, um, so it says, How do you surpass an icon? Can you create an instant classic? At fine hours, we love a challenge. So we rolled up our sleeves, grabbed Yarl by the scruff of its neck, and hauled it up to a whole new level, uh, an Imperial IPA, with sweet hoppy aromas followed by citrus and toffee to finish this Imperial Yarl. This is Ragnarok. Um... Interesting, again, it's one of these things, uh, I think we mentioned this before in regards to, it was Sonoma and double Sonoma. Yeah. So Sonoma's a pale owl. Yeah. Yarl is a pale owl. Yeah. Double Yarl. Becomes an IPA. It suddenly becomes a double IPA. <laughs> sorry, so, sorry, it's a double pale owl. Yeah. Surely. Um, but this is one that I've been, I was excited to hear about when they first did it, which was about 18 months ago now. And this is the first time I've got to try it as well, because I love Yarl. I think Yarl's fantastic. I've been at it for a while. I think at Chelmsford Beer Festival a couple of years ago, they had it on cask. For, for me, Yarl is up there with Jaipur and Ghost Shippers. When you find it on cask, or even from the bottle, yeah. it's one of the best examples of that style of beer at its ABV. Because I think it's like 3.8% yeah. or something ridiculous it is. like that. Absolutely ridiculously drinkable. Yeah. No, God. I would, if, I, if I see it, I'll have it. Yeah. 
So, um, cheers. cheers. Let's uh, have a go at Ragnarok. It's definitely got a sweet, sweeter chewiness about it. It's really sweet. That's straight away. But it's not like... I know they said the word toffee in there, but I'm not really getting that it's, overt toffee. It's resiny sweet, but yeah. it's not that cloying no. r- resinous that make you get. Wanna, it makes me want to taste more, though. It's it's incredibly drinkable, like it's a younger sibling. Um, uh, what, what does this one coming out? Uh, I, I didn't check the ABV. 7.4. Okay, so... So almost just, just double, yeah. Under. Just under double. Yeah. That is, on first sips and stuff this is incredibly drinkable it's very drinkable it's worryingly drinkable yeah this, oh, very dry actually at the end very dry so this again on, um, it's that grapefruit kind of pithiness at the end there I'd love to do what we did with the chance to do with Sonoma is to try this keg versus cask oh yeah can you imagine cool that'd be that that would almost yeah. that would almost persuade me to go up to that jar then to do that side by side in cask and keg would be fantastic yeah. That's very drinkable. And, and and quite timely as well. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go off on a tangent again here. Because Ragnarok. Ragnarok. <laughs> the, the, the trailer for Thor Ragnarok came yeah. out while I was off as well. And that looks like it's going to be the film of the year. Spe- well, especially the soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, just, yeah. Soundtrack was sounding brilliant. Yeah. Was. Absolutely. Music in the background. Yeah. That, that fine hours, you should have sent us this uh, five weeks ago. Would have been perfect for the geek well, show. If 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 they're not if they're not talking to Marvel, then they're, they're, they're not doing something right. Um, right, so we have got some more news to get through. Yep. Um, we are still only on the news. <laughs> um, okay, so Manchester Beer Week. Uh, you'll remember last year that as as part of the Beer Week, they had a series of collaborations that were done with Manchester breweries and breweries from not Manchester. There's only one worth mentioning. I know there's only one worth mentioning in your mind. Do you want to just mention it Freeze again? Company. There you go. Um, so they announced this week that, um, or last week they announced that um, they're going to do collaborations again this year. It's going to be five collaborations this year. Uh, these are quite exciting. Uh, all of these are quite exciting. So you've got um, Blackjack are teaming up with Hawkshead. You've got um, Runaway teaming up with Left Handed Giant. You've then got Track, who we've obviously already spoken about, our love for Track, teaming up with Brew by Numbers. <laughs> I am very excited about the potential in, in that one. Um, they're either going to go full on hops or they're going to do something else. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it's the former. I, I, I really am. Uh, and then the last two, and I've saved them for last because obviously in my mind, I think these are probably the, the, the two biggest collabs. So the first one is, uh, they didn't get involved last year, but Marble uh, have got involved this year. Uh, okay, Marble, good, I'm glad. Very yeah, much because, being you know, with the Manchester BSC. Definitely. They've been around for a long time. Uh, they? Doing a collab with Northern Monk. Marble and Northern Monk. Now, that that just excites me. Those yeah, because I mean, Mar- coming together. Cause Marble have been trying really hard the last couple of years. They've, you know, with their various other ranges and their craft ranges as well, haven't they? They've yeah. really sort of shaken off their shackles. Absolutely. And beers in cans yeah. now. And yeah, I, I think the potential there is amazing. And then and, and then the last one, and, and this this may have the potential to rival the Threes Company from, from last year. Big shout. So you've got Cloudwater okay. with Lost and Grounded. Yeah. And. Verdon. 
pretty impressive lineup. That that's that, that that's going to be a hell of a three-way yeah. collaboration. So uh, those beers will be released at uh, on the first Monday of Manchester Beer Week, which is June the twenty-sixth. Uh, a number of venues across Manchester. But if it's anything like last year. Uh, Manchester Beer Week teamed up with beer merchants and they did a box that contained all of those beers, yeah. bottled versions of them. Um, so uh, none of that's been announced yet, but um, hopefully, we will they obviously, hopefully they can do that again. It, it would be great quite, to get them out good there. Good publicity as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going up to Manchester Beer Week for the tail end of the week, um, so I'm hoping to find somewhere that's still pouring those, so I'll be able to give them a, give them a try. That'd be, that'd be handy. Um... Also news this week uh, about uh, M&S expanding their craft beer range even further. Um, so they're now taking more of their craft beer range into Ireland uh, as well, Ireland and Northern Ireland, um, introducing um, brands like Metal Man, who were featured on the Irish Beer Report yeah. before into M&S stores in Ireland. Uh, also probably more interesting for the UK audience is they're about to put the, uh, the Citra IPA, which is produced by Oakham, which for all intents and purposes is the, the hybrid bastard offspring of Citra and Green it's Devil. My, it's my original train beer. Yep. Uh, that's going into 500ml cans. I'm quite excited about that. that that's going to be your new train beer. It's going to be my of, new train of, beer. Of choice. Um, so keep your eye out for that one. Um, and then the last thing um, in, in this week's news um, is uh, camera uh, again reacting to uh, reports of pubs banning swearing as, as well. And this this will form our uh, opinions chat uh, uh, as well yeah. th- th- this week. So I think we're going to come back to that, yes. actually. We'll have cameras view. Uh, we'll fit it in to, to the discussion. Yes. Somewhere. Did they not reply to our poll? Uh, no. no oh, what were you being a member as well? I know. I, I would have thought, do they not know who, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> they don't exactly. know who you are? Yeah. Um, so... Opinions, 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 opinions. Uh, following Sam Smith's and and but I I I, I maybe made a slight faux pas here. Um, when I put Sam Smith, I didn't mean the singer. This, this well, the, Sam Smith the singer yeah, is banned. Yeah. So this wasn't Sam Smith <laughs> the singer banning swearing in pubs. This was Samuel, Samuel Smith's the uh, the well known um, Tadcaster Brewery. Um, that own their own estate of, of, of pubs. There are many of them in London, yeah. and, and there's some of them up and down. Of which I'm well. a big fan. Yep. Uh, they've, um, for all intents and purposes, have put out a ban on swearing in, in their pubs, which, which got some, some reaction. So um, going back to that, that camera report, the, um, the original um, article uh, was sent out on the 12th of April um, to... Uh, bars in the north of England so this was a to stop serving customers who continue to use bad language um, across their 200 pubs um, including a a number of sites in in major town centres so uh, Newcastle and London being some of those and and, and camera have responded by saying pubs should be encouraging good behaviour in pubs rather than opting for complete bans on, on those who swear so, so obviously we put out the question, um, so asking people what they thought to to, to yeah. cameras, um, not cameras ban, um, Sam Smith's ban. Yeah. Did on, I mean did camera get anything back or the morning advertisers? Did they get anything back from um, Sam uh, Smith's? Uh, I don't think so. No, I think it was very much the morning advertisers' view on on it. Uh, it was it was more the morning advertiser and cameras' view on it than it was 
Sam Smith. Because I think I, I I did a bit of digging around before we go into the poll, and um, the morning advertiser or camera, if I if I've read this correctly, uh, yeah. So Samuel Smith did not respond to the morning advertiser repeated calls for comment. Um, I did I did chase them up, and I, I did get a brief comment from them. Okay. And uh, basically, which is more than what I got. Um, that's because I, I do like their beer. <laughs> I like their beer. So I've got nothing. Old I've got bitter. nothing against uh, Sam Sam's okay. beers. I I really enjoy them. their chocolate stout. Is something to behold. I would agree with that. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. But um, the basic. It was a very brief reply. I, I don't really think they they do much on social media anyway. So. Um, not looking through their Twitter feed. <laughs> no, it's it's few and far between. So basically, their comment was, "Hi there, we are we are keen, but all of our pubs should be friendly places characterised by good language." That that's their that's their what the statement they've put out about this. So you know, fairly fairly general. They haven't said anything specific. So I don't know if there was a specific instance which kicked it off. So that that, that that's what they said. Just for the you know for the sake of balance, that's that's what they said there. But. Um, you know, what what was our poll? How did our poll pitch up in the end? Well, we, 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 as always, we gave people a number of options. So we asked, "What do you think of swearing in pubs?" And we and, and that wasn't specifically targeting Samuel Smith's pubs um, in in any way, shape, or form. It was just in general. Yeah. So uh, the the options were, uh, "What the fuck?" Let's keep it decent, or don't care either way. Um, almost half of the two hundred sixty six votes went for "What the fuck" uh, at forty three percent. Uh, and, then, and then the other two were fairly close. Let's keep it decent at twenty eight percent, and don't care either way at twenty nine percent. Generally, the, the the comments that that we had had back, you, you can split into three very distinct sections. Mm-hmm. So so there was one that was very much about the environment that you're in. That the second one um, was was about that environment. Is it family friendly? Is it children friendly? That sort of thing. Should that be taken mm-hmm. into consideration? And, and the third one was kind of a view from the pub's point of view as well. So we did a we, we had a um, a brewery and a and a pub yeah. get get involved in in the comments as well. So let's I reckon let's let's start there. Let's start with kind of the breweries and the pubs view. Yeah. And and then we can we can then go into the environment and and, and the family side of things as well. And, and as we said earlier, obviously we've both got. We've both got children that we've taken to beer festivals now, and would we expect people's behaviour to change just because they're children? Yeah. That's, again, that's probably a question for another day. So um, the the feedback, a uh, couple of comments we had. So Beer Nouveau at Beer Nouveau uh, said, uh, landlords should decide, but it's easier for chains to give their staff the fallback excuse of company rules rather than actually dealing or explaining to drunken idiots why they shouldn't be cursing in front of strangers. Which, which I think is a... It's a valid point. It, you know, if you're working part-time behind a bar, minimum wage... Do you just for a to, bit of pocket money. Do you want to be having a pop at someone? Pulling someone up on their bad language? Yeah. Sorry, I can't serve you anymore because you just you just yeah. said fuck. And then, or you swore, and one person's definition of swearing is different to another yeah, person's absolutely. definition of swearing. Because that didn't really come out, but, you know, I, I use certain words frequently. And I don't know if everyone would consider them swearing, or some people may consider them very offensive. So, you know, also, why would you? Well, you know, if you're working behind the bar and you're only doing a few part time hours, I'd say for pin money, maybe you work university, doing bits in between your studies. Yeah. Do you want the hassle? But if you can point to a sign, which may be at the at the back of the bar towards the roof, and go, sorry, look, that's what it says here. Yeah. I've got I've got no choice but to say it. And you can then call the bouncer in. 
if need but, be. But just on that, you're saying, you know, obviously one person's definition of a swear word is very much different from another. I mean, one of the comments that we did have that, that lends itself to that was from the Owl Lady. And, and she said, censorship in the most overt sense. I don't like folk using the C star every other word. Um, we, all, we all know what that word is. Yeah, craft. craft. Clearly, yeah. Don't use craft. Don't, don't use craft, craft in a Samuel, Samuel Smith's pub. <laughs> For God's sake, people, What's don't the you, with you know. Yeah. Um, but she was saying that but, but if their vocabulary is that stunted, why limit them <laughs> further? Which, 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 was a, which was an interesting point. Um, and, and then we had feedback from uh, a pub as well. So the Geese and Fountain, at Geese underscore Fountain, simply said, we like to keep the swearing in the kitchen where it belongs. Oh, they have Gordon Ramsay working for <laughs> That's where he's ended up. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Um, so, I mean, those are quite those are three quite not conflicting, but views that that, that kind of share the same. Yeah, I mean, I, I can definitely see where Stephen B. Nouveau is coming from. You know, for for a chain, it is easier to say to their employees, "Right, here's one rule. One rule fits all. Job done." If you if you so if you do get offended by it, you can just point to the company rules. Yeah. Job done. Geese and Fountain would like to keep swearing the kitchen where it belongs. Again, you know, I think that most local let's assume this is a local pub, maybe not part of a chain, then they've probably got their the landlord or landlady are probably in a position where they can just go, hold on, that kind of thing to, yeah. to one of their regulars. And then, you know, from the ale lady about about people mentioning craft in Sam Smith's pub. I mean, the C word is the C word is my least favourite of the of the variety of swear words that are on offer these days. That's probably the one I I don't use very often. <laughs> I love that, the, the variety. Can can I have the menu of the fair language, please? <laughs> let me. Let, well, you can get a craft beer menu now. Yeah, a swear word uh, one, but yeah, I'm not a big fan of it myself either. Uh, that that particular word. Um, but yeah, I, I was quite interested that a lot of a lot of the comments, not just ones we might read out shortly. Definitely focused on the whether there's children around. Yes. Yeah. Now, I'm of the opinion that yeah, I don't necessarily need someone. I they say uh, two very adult environments I've taken Michael to for a long time now are pubs, stroke beer festivals, and football grounds. Both of those will involve him hearing vocab that he wouldn't be taught at school. And but he's quite, probably hearing in the and probably hearing anyway. anyway. Yeah. But if he heard openly, would probably get him into tension if he was using himself. Yeah. So, but I'm, I, I can't control what he hears apart from unless it's me. Um, everything else is outside of my control for that kind of thing. But I would hope that other people, most, uh, I would hope that other people respect that it's not big or clever because sometimes it feels like it can be a bit overt. But I was very interested that people did home in on it. It almost became like a tangent set of comments about taking children to pubs, where it was family friendly. I think the one which uh, I liked was from um, Dan at Jargon, Jargon Brewing. Be aware of your surroundings and audience. It's almost like you could just stop there. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. You know, and I, I tried to be like that anyway. So that was that was probably my favourite comment. Uh, that went hand in hand with uh, Miles Lambert. Surely people moderate the language based on their environment they're in. We would hope so. That, that's how that's how I feel because I'm not perfect. We, we've swapped between us. We've already we've already already used a few expletives on the show tonight. 
Um, and I was trying to be a bit more conscious of it because of the subject we were talking about. So I know, and um, I, I know that that comes out at other times. At work, I'll say the word bollocks. That's yeah. my default swear word is like bollocks. Put the phone down, bollocks. That's, that's the one that I will use at work. I don't consider it that bad. Someone else may be really offended by it, I have to admit. But I've never been pulled up on it. Um, blanket ban. Can't say I'm a massive fan, but then I'm quite happy about a blanket ban on smoking in pubs. So I'd be a bit of a hypocrite if I said yeah. that you can't have blanket bans about bank, bleh, blanket <laughs> bans. <laughs> that IPA is going down really well. It's going um, down very well, yeah. Um, so I, I can't pick and choose my blanket band. So if a company wants to do it and they feel that it's necessary, maybe there have been a few instances. Maybe there's a few places where it got really out of hand. And they thought, well, okay, well, the best way to do this is like all good companies, one size fits all. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, uh, it'd be quite interesting to hear some of the other, hear some of the other comments actually. Well, I think I think on that one one of the comments that we had, and I, I I quite like this one. This was from Weebs at K underscore Alistair. Um, I swear a lot. Try not to around kids, but I have no issues with the staff politely asking me to moderate my language. So that that that's quite interesting because that's somebody that's self aware yeah. of 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 their own behaviour, but at the same time are quite happy to be moderated for that behaviour yeah. and just have someone say to me occasionally, just tone it down a little bit. Yeah, because I know that I know that when we did the um, the podcast collab with the guys from Being Omicron, for whatever reason, I de- when I listened to that back, I'd only swore more on those two Oh, episodes. you were very sweary. I was quite sweary on, on those two episodes. episodes. Yeah. Um, now, that could be purely down to the type of beers that Steve had been kept on passing over to me um, and me deciding that I should drink all of it that he passed to me. <laughs> or whether it was just the way I was feeling or the environment I was in because it was obviously, it was very, you know, there was just the four of us sitting there and Steve behind the bar. I don't know. But that was definitely the, the, the sweariest I've been on the podcasts. Um, maybe it's just uh, those Mancurian scamps. Maybe, m- m- maybe it just you, you know. You, but you do, don't you? You kind of you, you become part of the environment in which you're in. Yeah. So if if you're in a group and I I, I think I do believe if you're in a group and there are a lot of people swearing that actually the conversation ends up being like that. You mm. know, you, you know more swearing. Does end up being a bit sweary. That's not that's not to associate any blame to Tom Ross for my swearing, but you know I think people can get drawn into it. Yeah, as well. But again, lends itself to another one of the comments we had. So Steve Russian at Steve Russian said, "Like everything, it's okay in moderation. Uh, excessive use of foul language or too loud doesn't make for a great atmosphere." And, and I think we've probably all been in an environment where that there's been that loud group or that loud mouth yeah. in the corner. That, uh, and, and that happens on lot on on. I've had that on train journeys before, where there's a group of people and they think that's the only way to talk. Yeah, and that's the same as a uh, market million bevs. I don't care in general, but it's when it's every other word, but it's grating. Oh, oh let me do it. Let, 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 let me do the quote, please. Oh, I, I was, was going to let you do that. Because I've, I've been building up for this one, because this was my, this is probably my favourite um, comment that we had. So, uh, yeah, Mark went on to say, and I've, I've got to get my best, um, my best East London Essex hybrid accent going for this. <clears throat> fucking hell, fucking birds, fucking on my fucking case again. <laughs> well done no, I was impressed with that I'm impressed with that so yeah that would get on my tits yeah that, that's that, happening that, all the time all the time yeah because it's like oh for goodness sake because sometimes when you're in a pub I'm quite happy hearing other people's conversations and you think you hear a little snatch of a conversation or something oh that's a bit interesting that would 
it would grate yeah. it would grate after I'd be like I'd be tempted to either move away from them or if I couldn't I'd be tempted to leave yeah because that would just it would especially if there's up. a big group of them as well yeah and, uh, they're, they're, eventually that becomes intimidating because they feed off each other as well yeah um, so yeah I, I, I would think that would be too much but yeah well well done on that uh, that, that, that reading out Thank that you. Quote. I was impressed with that. I'm just showing my roots there, probably. Um, so, any final thoughts on, on 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 this one? I mean, it's it's not a bad thing, is it? People aren't going to stop drinking in Samuel Smith's pubs just because they're that they want people to behave with a little bit of decorum. No, I don't think so. I mean, like I said, I'm a fan of uh, Samuel Smith's pub. You you said you're a fan of the pubs and the beers. Um, I personally do. I do try not to swear. I mean, if you get me talking about things I'm very passionate about, then yeah, the words do come out sometimes. And I, I but I, I don't shout them. I, I, oh, I like to think I don't shout them. Um, I'd like to think that if someone then tapped me on the shoulder and said, "Would you mind keeping it down a bit?" Yeah, I would moderate it as as was pointed out earlier. Um, yeah, I, I, and again, I wouldn't like I said, I wouldn't necessarily need people to suddenly become priests and nuns just because I turn up with someone who's underage either. That's my decision to take them into an adult environment. But surely the flip side of that is if it's a family pub, and, and you know, we all, when I say family pub, we all know that sort yeah. of environment. It's a bit more, maybe, a bit more foodie than it is drink, and um, surely, and, and before a certain time in the day, surely you would expect yeah, a little bit yeah, that, I mean, that more down, tempering of yeah. that, that sort of behaviour. That boils, that boils down to the, you know, be aware of the environment you're in kind of thing, isn't it? I think yeah. it comes back to that one. But yeah, I, I, I don't have too much. I, mean, I don't see it as a bad thing. Um, I would, Like I said, I'd be really interested to know. There must, uh, because yeah, there must have been an incident at some point. But there must have been something that, that my, my sparked thing that this. There was an incident, someone, you know, a landlord or someone working behind the bar took offence to something and asked them to, to moderate it. And there was and a challenge, a challenge, yeah, a challenge back yeah. to that, and they've decided, okay, well, we're not having that, and uh, that's the only thing I can think of because otherwise I can't see why you'd actually bring in the band in the first place. Yeah. But I don't think, I don't see it as a bad thing. I think what will happen is that different pubs in the Soundsmith estates will treat that rule as and when they see fit. I think so, but but they've now got the mandate to do so exactly they? from from the company. Yeah. Which I think makes life easier for behaviour. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I think we've just about done that. I think um, we've done, I think we've done it. If if anybody does still have views on that, use the hashtag opinions and let us know on Twitter. Or find um, out what sparked the band in the first place. And yeah, and and, and share that with us as yeah. well because I'd be really interested to know. So like I said, we had the Sam Smith's uh, response, but to me, it feels like there must have been a trigger. Yeah, absolutely. All, all, all company policies have a trigger. There's, there's, there's a reason why they've decided to instigate that. Yeah, yeah. Before we move on, what did you think of the Ragnarok? Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, I mean, both our glasses are empty. Disappointed that we had to share a three thirty mil bottle. <laughs> to, to, to be fair, I would have quite liked that whole bottle. That was delicious to, wasn't it? to myself. I would have quite liked five hundred mils of that. Yes, that was um, um, that sweetness never got cloying. Really drinkable, even as it warmed up, yeah. stayed drinkable. Lovely dry finish as well. Yeah, beautifully dry. Really enjoyed yeah. it. I'm going, to, I'm going to wash that down and go back to the I was going to say, do you want to dip, dip, dip back to the, uh, the, to the naughty and see if uh, it's certainly got some aroma coming off it now. You're getting a bit more coffee this time. Coffee, chocolate. Yeah. A little bit of chocolate. Wasn't getting that first of all. It was too cold. That None of that was none of that was coming off of it. This is working really well after the um, Imperial IPA. Double IPA. Yeah. I think now it's warmed a little bit. 
like I say, it's masses on the aroma. Yeah. So much more on the aroma. There is quite um, a hint of roasted. And it's only hint of, of roasted flavour in there. Yeah, but there's definitely, it definitely comes through more now. Maybe like a really bitter dark chocolate in there as well, which is which is working just perfectly. I'm glad we saved that bit. Mm. Absolutely, and it works I'm really perfectly. Really glad with, we saved um, that bit. What's going to be the last bit? What is the last that, one? that we're going to do from Fine Owls? This is a collab uh, between Fine Owls and the Institute that is the Molen. Oh, well. I didn't know that. How did I not pick up that when you said the beers we had? The Molen as well. Well, apparently you didn't know that we drank this at the Manchester Beer Festival either. Oh, yeah. um, on cask. So, so this is Mills and Hills. This is an Imperial Stout, which weighs in at a lovely nine point five percent. And we had this in the latter stages of the... Uh... We had this towards <laughs> the end of the evening before we left the Manchester Beer Festival, shortly before you demanded that we went to a bar owned <laughs> by the Scottish Brewery. Oh, yeah. The look, other if Scottish I look, Brewery. If I look on Untapped, it's got a little tick in the corner. Yeah. And How that, did that happen? That would be around the 25th or 26th of January, I would have imagined. Uh, January the 20th at Manchester Central, which oh. would tend to hint at... That would... Very much be the, uh, the no, Manchester. I'll never Memphis. say what I thought of it. Then we'll save that. But let's. Uh... Yeah. So that's, Ooh, that's got a thick cream. That is it? thick. It, I mean, it even poured. Yeah, it poured from the glass thick. That did. Oh, oh. oh look at that! It's, I mean, just look at that head, though. It's that that lovely off-white, almost. Oh. That that's beige, isn't it? That that, that, is, head, that is that's got beige. Oh, that's got a lovely nose. The aroma is just. Coffee in there, molasses, yeah. Oh, yeah, just straight away. The mouthfeel on that, yeah, thick, velvety fills the mouth. It feels like it's, it's slight alcohol burn, which feels like it's been barrel aged. I don't know if it has, but that's, that's just the, the, the sense I'm getting. Um. Interesting. Uh, no, uh, this was um, one of the first brews that they did on their new brew kit, um, using New World bold New World hops, such as Sriracha Ace and Calypso. Really? Yeah. Now I'm not a fan of Sriracha. No, Ace. no, am I? There's only a couple of beers. Uh, Weird beer do Sriracha face plant, and I can live with that. And Bristol Beer Factory did a lovely 4% cask, which they didn't over-hop with the old Sriracha. For me, it's a bit of a Marmite yeah. one. I would not have picked that out. But now the power of suggestion, straight away, What the, the flavour I'm getting in my mouth is coconut. I'm, I'm getting like toasted coconut in there. No, I'm not, fortunately. Yeah, fortunately, but... Mm. I would never pick those out. That's incredible. I'm glad we've saved that one till the end. Mm. Um, that's brilliant very much the right decision I mean I gave it I gave it I, all I wrote for the January the 20th on Untown was they do big beers too and very well I might add four out of five wow that's some big scoring for you yeah, as well it's very it rare you go up that far yeah and I might have to just concur with my original thoughts that is fucking delicious it is it is really nice that is really good that yeah. is um, so we can we can use that to uh to, to bring in this 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 first show back of our new season um, with our now famous 
letters section. Let us know. Write it down. Let us know. Write it down. Let us know your thoughts and bitter in Lingerness. Write it down. <laughs> Famous or infamous is the question. Yeah. So what have we got on our... Um, so basically, all, all we've got this time around, uh, and, and I wanted to focus on this as well, because at the end of the last show that we did, uh, uh, at the end of last season, um, we asked for some feedback uh, around uh, best supermarkets, because yeah. we were talking about supermarket beers and that. So we, we had a few people feedback as well, so so, so thanks to all these people. I mean, I'm just going to name check everyone as well for taking the time to feedback. So the, the one that I love saying, drink, drank, drunk, at drink, drank, blog, who... We now know he's John because he's now including his name in his very handy profile. Yes, so, that. so thanks, John. Uh, my local Tesco stopped flying dog vocation and Thornbridge for a week, and then had a reverb, refurb and reverted back to Foster's. That's a, that's a bit rubbish. <laughs> how pissed off would you be? How, how <laughs> one, week, you to... one week you go in and you can pick up a couple of flying dog, maybe a couple of vocation. I think, yeah. oh, maybe I'll pick three or four Thornbridge. Come back and you can buy a slab yeah. of Foster's. Uh, so I'll go back next week and get some more. Yeah. Oh, it's all gone. <laughs> yeah. Can, can understand that disappointment. Uh, James at Gammon Baron. Uh, even when Tesco sell three punk bombers for £5, booze are the best supermarket for beer. Now, booze are Yorkshire Northern, aren't they? They are a... Because I've never seen them. Northern supermarket. Yeah, I've yeah, never seen they, them down here. Uh, again, I mean, that view concurred by um, Rob from Hopzine, who said best supermarket beer range in, in is booze by a country mile. Uh, I've never had the pleasure of going no, to booze, but no, no. apparently they literally have the best beer selection in the UK. Uh, Paul at UNRCD said, great pod as always. Thanks, Paul, for, for the feedback on the, the last episode. Loved the Scottish brewery rant. Um, <laughs> Is this just what we're going to say all the time now? Yep, it's what I'm going to say all the time. And, and love that I got a mention about best supermarket selection. For me, Morrison's do craft really well, um, which is... I've I've been to my local Morrison's. They, they do have a good selection, I don't think their selection's as good as Tesco's. I think Tesco's are nailing it at the moment. Yeah, and it's not, it, it doesn't beat M&S either. Yeah, that, that's true, which is next next comment. Um, Roland from Has, has Been New Boy uh, have had Stone in M&S for a while. Um, yep, we, you know, but not just Stone. Well, uh, Northern Monk, New World IPA. For, for me, walking into Marks and Spencer <laughs> and seeing that on the shelves, I normally have a few off yeah. of the shelves for, for that one. Uh, and then finally, uh, Hoppy Hooper at Hops and Hoops. Uh, toss up between Marks and Spencer and Tesco. Find the right M&S and you'll get a good range of UK, US and Belgian beers. But Tesco seems to have the range in, in more stores. which I, is I, Yeah, I, I, I think they are... In the last six months, they've really, I think they've, they're, the direct competition for the, for me on their craft, on their beer range is M&S at the moment. Waitrose have always had a fairly decent select selection. Yeah. Um, but M&S and Tesco seem to be at the forefront at the moment. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I can't really pick between them much because I think they've, they've both got some different ones as well because M&S tend to do a lot of their own label ones, but they're they very well established brewers. M&S, you know, yeah. And yeah. them's the meantime for a long time we've been doing beers for mm-hmm. M&S. So I, I think, uh, but long may the battle continue. Absolutely, because as, as long as they're trying to one-up each other, it, we're, it we're, means we're, the consumer's getting... We get the benefit. Yeah, and absolutely. I still think, you know, going back to one of the old shows, you know, I don't think this distract, detracts from beers getting into then the bottle shops and the independent 
bars and things like that. Um, but no, it's really good when people came back about that one. Yeah, a- absolutely. And if, if you do want to ask us a question about anything uh, for Bitter and Inglis, this is our letters section, which is a listeners-only letters le- 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 section. Um, put it on Twitter, use the hashtag opinions, uh, and we'll look to feature it in a, in a future show. Yeah, make it about beer. Obviously, yeah. Don't just, just, the, or, the, the random questions. Or, or something that's going to tap into our geekdom. Yeah. Which, other, other than that, don't bother. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll have not. nothing. Yeah. yeah we're, it'll be a very brief section. <laughs> um, so, you've had uh, four weeks worth of pictures to, to, to look over. And I've, I've spent a bit of time doing this. first prize this prize. Yeah, for the, for, to see the beneficiary of the next. The first big box of nothing of season three. And um, I do apologise if I have missed any. I had a, a, a mobile phone issue halfway through the, the season break. I now have a mobile phone which actually does stuff. When I press buttons, it comes <laughs> up with a screen. So it's, it's quite quite good, this. Um, so the picture I've ended up with is in relation to the Scottish Brewery. Mm. And it's from the Beer Beard Guy. And he's got um, a picture of the brew dog born to die, 1305-2017, in the, in the can. Um, and some sort of like voodoo mask as well beside it. I'm just showing this to Steve now. Okay, yeah. So that was the one which really nice caught my colours. eye. Yeah. Stands out, really stands and out. And that's what stood out for me. There's, yeah. a, there's a few other notable shouts and I'll, I will share them as well. So you'll have uh, seen these online by the time you hear the show anyway. But that's the one which really leapt out for me because obviously... We've had a few big beer releases in the last few weeks. Which we've not even we mentioned. We haven't mentioned, you know, yeah. Cannon, Cannonball Run, Born to Die, Mango House. And so they featured quite a lot anyway on, on, yeah. the, on the pictures. So that one was just a little bit different, especially with the selection of colours and the accompanying voodoo mask. Yeah. I, I really the like the colours on that. The contrast yeah. really, really stands out. So, so. yeah, uh, not even that was Instagram. I've never seen his name on Twitter, but congratulations you are the beneficiary of the first big box of nothing. It's always three. nice when the box goes to someone new. Yeah, exactly. We just have a find him now. I think, yeah. So, so he can receive his big box of nothing. We wouldn't want him to miss out. No, don't like anybody be to wrong. miss out on anything. Exactly. And we, the people have seen the pictures. The big box of nothing does exist. It does. It does indeed exist. So uh, we're almost there. Mate, uh, got, <laughs> so it's been a long one tonight. I make no apologies for that because it was bound to be after four not, weeks off. We've not been here for a few no, weeks. Exactly. We've had a lot to talk about, and like we say, we haven't even covered the big beer releases no. that have that, that have come through while we've been off. So, um, just before we finish tonight, uh, some uh, some exclusive news on on something new that we've got coming up um, next month. So uh, we are going to be uh, launching a new spin-off. I would say spin-off. Spin-off podcast? Yeah, spin-off. Um, called Opinions on Films. Yeah. Um, where we're going to combine our love of great beer yep. with uh, classic films from our youth. Yeah. So films from the 80s and it's probably, early 90s. Yeah. Probably going to be mostly... Mostly 80s, I reckon. Mostly 80s. But we've teamed up with the guys at Hippo Beers. Um, and bas- the, the, the basic concept is is that we're going to get uh, a, a box of beer yep. from, from Hippo Beers. We're, we're going to get their behemoth box. Yeah. Um, and you and I are going to drink our way through that box yep. while we watch a film. Yep. And you're going to get to hear us talk about the beers and the film. And, the film. and you might hear the film in the background. Yeah. But 
there, there are some licenses, licensing issues which stop us from actually playing the film in the background. Um, but we hope you're going to get involved in, in what we're going to do. Yeah, so as, as the weeks go on, we'll let you know exactly what film it'll be. Yep. So I think you're going to write a little post up there's, for There's, the, there's the going to be a notes. post go live on the 1st of May because that will coincide with uh, May's behemoth box going on sale. Uh, and for those of you that like to drink along with, with the podcast, this is your opportunity to come back into that because you'll be able to buy that box. There's a discount code uh, on the website uh, on our discounts page. Um, you can get the box that we're going to drink and uh, you can drink along with the beers that we're going to drink and you can watch the film at the same time if you want to. It's readily available, it's, this film. It's just going to be it's going to be fantastic. So, so keep your eyes out for that. We're really excited. Yeah, about, I'm really uh, looking about, forward to doing this. Doing it. So, yeah. uh, but it's not going to be something that's uh, that frequent. We're we're going to do it uh, three or four times a year. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and we're, we're we're excited uh, about doing it, and hopefully uh, you guys will. Be yeah, on, well, hopefully, on hopefully you, you'll all enjoy it. And like, so once you've read the post and know what the film is, and you've seen which beers there are, um, yeah, no, get in touch. Let us know what you think, and uh, hopefully once you hear it, you'll um, you'll you'll want to hear it again with another film and another box. Let's hope so. Yeah, <laughs> because because if they don't, then there goes our whole thing. Yeah, there goes the whole plan. <laughs> yes, but um, we'll crack on anyway. So um, next week uh, we, we've just come back, but we're going to take a week off. Yeah, bank holidays are it's, it's, <laughs> really affect our yeah, schedule. Yeah, because really. uh, we record on a Monday, so it's, it's a bank holidays are always difficult for us. Um, but what what we're going to do in place of the main opinion show is we're going to release the next Irish beer report, yep. which which will feature boundary beers and uh, spoiler alert good beers coming up they are two very very good beers yeah um so if you want to drink along um head on over to honest brew yeah um honestbrew.co.uk uh, and order um you're looking to order the detra which is a saison uh and you're after the passion fruit one yeah in, in particular and the forever ago and the forever ago which is a new england style ipa, IPA. yes uh, make sure to use the code SAVE10IRISH, that's 10 the number, not the words, um, at checkout to get a 10% discount on, on yeah, those as well. But, You'll be able to drink along with us next week. Yeah, they're, they're, it's well worth ordering them, it's well worth listening to, yeah. so we, we, were, we were massively impressed. Absolutely. Uh, and then the week after that, yeah. um, we are bringing back uh, probably one of the highlights of last season yeah. for, for most people. So we're, we're, we're going to, uh, Ruth's coming back in, to the on-location studio with us, and and we're going to be recording uh, another show with Ruth at the Beer Fairy. Are we having uh, gin again? There's no gin this time. Well, I say there's no gin. I imagine there will be gin. um, Let's hope there's gin. When Ruth is involved. Ruth, Um, if you're listening, gin, please. Initial discussions would suggest it's bringing back something that we started doing at the end of the old Beer O'Clock show run. Um, Ruth is looking to bring in beers from exclusively West Berkshire breweries. So it's almost bringing back that kind of regional focus okay. on county showcase type, yeah, type okay. beers. So well, that, that, that could be quite exciting. That'd be a good learning experience for me. That, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so we've got a lot coming up. Yeah, we've got a few, we've got a few got, other things planned as well. We've got which quite we're, a rammed season as well. Yeah, we've been, we've been sitting down doing a bit of discussions about the planning. So I think there's some few exciting shows coming up actually. I, I think so. I think, and, and we're trying to do a, quite a balance of studio shows and on location yeah. stuff as well and, and, the odd, least, and the odd collab as well there's at least one collab yeah. planned uh, at the moment but who knows these things just spring up every now and oh, again exactly what opportunities may arise exactly that's it so 
I think we're about there, aren't we? Final thoughts on this Final one? Final thoughts on Mills and Hills. Um, I am loving it. It's yeah. the perfect... Perfect end to the first show of the season, isn't end it? End of a session. It is. It has as, been a bit of a session. As, as, as both, well. both for the listeners. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and if, there's, if there's anyone the still beer. with us at what's coming up to the hour and a half mark, good luck to you yeah. guys. Um, but just once again, uh, to say thank you to uh, Fine Owls and Ian from Fine Owls for, for sending these beers down um, to us. It, it's been a pleasure to, to give them a try. The highlights for me... Uh, have been the Ragnarok and the Mills. And, oh, and definitely, Hills. definitely. Absolutely. But the revisit of the uh, the the Black Ale, that contrasting yeah. before and after the the double IPA, yeah, that did work. Absolutely, yeah. If you're going to get your hands on the naughty Black Ale, uh, take it out of the fridge half an hour before you have it. Absolutely, let it warm a little bit yeah. because it's there's so much flavour and aroma in there that we weren't getting first of all. Exactly, that very much came through. But yes, this Mills and Hills, yes, brilliant, perfect beer to finish on. Exactly. Cheers, Cheers Steve. Keep it clean, my mama said keep it clean.